right, Tuesday night and we are live. Let's go right to the first one for me. Let's be right on Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's just hop right to it. Exclusive from the Daily Mail US, Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for US contractor in Ukraine specializing in deadly pathogen research. Put the next slide up for me. Here's the headlines from that article. The Russian government held a press conference Thursday, this was last week, claiming that Hunter Biden helped finance a U.S. military bioweapons research program in the Ukraine. Now, that's what the Russians say. And again, do you believe what the Russians say? No. Do you believe what Zelensky says? No. Do you believe what the United States State Department says? No. The United States State Department comes out and says the U.S. has no involvement in bioweapons laboratories in the Ukraine. Do you believe that? No. Because sadly, and I mean this, it is very sad, but it is the truth that you can't trust the United States State Department under Joe Biden any more than you can trust Zelensky's State Department or Putin's. Line two, however, the allegations were branded a brazen propaganda deployed to justify President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and so discord in the U.S. But, and th- there it is, so there's the response of our State Department, which is the allegations were branded a brazen propaganda ploy. So if it's propaganda, that would mean it's not true, right? That's So our, our State Department is saying that this information is not true, which is a bold-faced lie because then you look at line three. But emails and correspondence obst- obtained by DailyMail.com from Hunter's abandoned laptop, which was just entered into evidence for Congress now, show the claims may well be true. <laughs> the emails show Hunter helped secure millions of dollars of funding for Metabiota, a Department of Defense contractor specializing in research on pandemic causing diseases. He also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm. I wonder what Ukrainian gas firm it, gas firm it could be. Could it be the one that he was receiving $83,000 a month from uh, Burisma? That is correct. For a science project, that's his own quote, involving high biosecurity level labs in Ukraine. The president's son and his colleagues, which was also John Kerry's stepson, invested $500,000 in Metabiota through their firm, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. They raised several million dollars of funding for the company from investment giants, including Goldman Sachs. That's what the truth is. Go to the next one for me. Here's NPR. NPR versus the Daily Mail. NPR, which is a propagandist Goebbels media platform for the Democratic Party. The false biolab story. False. We just read it. Was it a false biolab story? How was it false? Did Hunter Biden and John Kerry's son-in-law through Rosemont Seneca, Seneca, uh, Seneca, did they invest $500,000 in Metabiota, also involving Burisma? Did that or did not ha- did that happen or did that not happen? Metabiota, which is a bio lab, maybe a bioweapons lab, nobody really knows except if you're over there and people over there do actually know the truth. Our State Department actually knows the truth and is either lying or covering up. They're either covering up with lies or they are both face lying. Both are lies. The false biolab story. So you have the media immediately. What they always do is jump in with the word false. The, it, it, the false story that COVID-19 was manufactured inside a lab. The false story that vaccines are hurting and killing people. The false story that the vaccines call, cause blood clots. 
the false story that there was election meddling in the 2020 election, that there was much fraud in the 2020 election, which keeps getting unfolded in Wisconsin, in Arizona, in Georgia, but it it keeps getting labeled false. It's not false. It's absolutely true. The false biolab story pushed by the Kremlin is an example by the Kremlin, right? Uh, it's not, the Kremlin is not Daily Mail U.S. That would not be the Kremlin of how U.S. conspiracy theorists, far-right social media channels, and Fox News pundits can often spread Russian propaganda more effectively than Russia itself. NPR, which is national public radio, is funded by your tax dollars. When they should not have at all a political opinion. Exclusive Hunter Biden did help from the Daily Mail. Here's the, here's the comparison. This is like a defiant L, except this is from Alex Jones. Exclusive Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine specializing in deadly pathogen research. Isn't it funny how it all works together? You had Trump who was impeached because he allegedly withheld defense funding of which Obama withheld for eight long years and, and never gave. All of Biden, uh, all of Biden, which is true, all Obama slash Biden slash Biden ever did, so we'll just combine it as O'Biden. All O'Biden ever did was send the Ukraine blankets and winter clothing. They never sent them the tank busting missiles that Donald Trump actually sent them. They didn't do that. But Donald Trump, because he allegedly withheld the tank busting missiles for 60 days in comparison to Barack Obama's eight years, he was impeached over that phone call of which there's a record of, of which there's no, there's no witness testimony at all that says that he actually held it for ransom or, you know, held it in, you know, held it in lieu of, 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 of Zelensky actually conducting an investigation against uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden that he said, if you don't give the money, then I'm not going to pay you the money and pay you the, uh, you know, you're not going to give you the missiles like Joe Biden did remember for the billion dollars that he withheld until the prosecutor looking into Burisma, his son's company was fired. Donald Trump never did any of that. Donald Trump never actually said, I'm not going to give you the tank busting missiles. If you don't look into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That never happened. There was never any witness testimony that said any of that. So anyway, Donald Trump was impeached for Ukraine over Hunter Biden and Joe Biden dealings, right? So we have that. It's funny how that works. Now we have a war in Ukraine and many of these records are being destroyed by Zelensky himself. We know that. Funny how that works out. And now we have bioweapons propaganda coming from this, I was about to say Soviet Union, from Russia that says that there are bioweapons labs in, in Ukraine. And the State Department says that it's, that it's baseless propaganda. But lo and behold, from Hunter's laptop, which is now part of congressional record in that hearing that I showed you, Nadler refused to accept it, but it was later submitted. So it is now part of the congressional record. Hunter's laptop, all the the child porn, him taking pictures of himself naked, him taking pictures of himself with hookers, him taking pictures of himself smoking crack. I believe I read that it was 108,000 emails on there, of which includes 10% for the big guy. All of that is actually on there. Isn't it funny how it all works out now? You have State Department calling the biolabs propaganda, trying to... Keep that information from the public, 
trying to submerge that information. But lo and behold, what is it really all about? Could it be simply personal? Could, it, could, could all of this be simply personal? You have the FBI that's been sitting on that laptop since November of 2019. The laptop itself would have, would have completely and totally exonerated Donald Trump in the first faux impeachment. And now we have a war in Ukraine. You have Hunter Biden in Ukraine. You have Hunter Biden involved with bioweapons labs in Ukraine. You have Hunter Biden involved with Burisma, the oil and gas company of which he has no expertise. You have John Kerry's son-in-law involved with both. You have Hunter Biden's Burisma, his oil and gas company involved with Metabiota, the bioweapons lab. It's just, you know, there's no way to necessarily put all the puzzle pieces together. But isn't it funny how everything is working around Ukraine and the Bidens are so heavily enmeshed in it? All right, next story. I don't even necessarily want to cover this, but I have to admit, it's actually fun to cover it. Let's look into the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Let's lay the groundwork first, though. Let's look in what the Oscars really are all about. Shall we play it for me? Now, it is my understanding that a decision has been made not to do it. That is not me commenting on whether or not President Zelensky had wanted to. If the Academy has elected not to do it, if presenters have elected not to pursue the, the, the leadership in Ukraine who are taking bullets and bombs for us along with the Ukrainian children that they are trying to protect, then I think every single one of those people and every bit of that decision will have been the most obscene moment in all of Hollywood history. And I hope that's not what's happening. If it turns out to be what's happening, I would encourage everyone involved to know that though it may be their moment, and I understand that, to celebrate their films, it is so much more importantly their moment to shine and to, to protest and to boycott that Academy Awards. And I myself, if it comes back to it, I, when I return, I will smelt mine in public. I pray that's not what's happened. I pray there, has, there have not been arrogant people who consider themselves representatives of the greater good in, in, in my uh, industry uh, that have not decided to check in with leadership in Ukraine. Uh, so I'm just going to hope that, that that's not what's happened, and I hope that everybody walks out if it is. So first things first, I want to see Sean Penn actually melt his Oscar awards because Zelensky didn't speak last night. He'll probably make up some sort of propagandist excuse of why he wasn't there so he doesn't have to melt his golden idols. However, I want to see him melt them now because Ukraine, because Zelensky did not speak. The interesting thing that Sean Penn actually said there was Ukraine leadership that takes bullets and bombs for us. For us, for the United States, how, how is it that Zelensky or any Ukrainian soldier or anybody else in Ukraine is taking bullets and bombs for us? See, it's the conflation, it's on purpose of the United States and the Ukraine. They are two completely and totally separate entities. And everybody right now on the Hollywood left, of course, on the political left, on the globalist left, says, you know what? You're committing treason if you do not want us involved militarily, lock, stock, and barrel in Ukraine. This is what they do. It's a purposeful conflation. The Ukraine has nothing that you can be completely and totally against the war in Ukraine and not be committing treason. 
It's just like right now, I see people, this was a hot thing amongst the left today. They want Ted Cruz brought up on sedition charges because he tried to hold up the counting of the electors in the election. Name the crime. There is no crime. It's just like Whoopi Goldberg talking about people who used to talk like this. I believe in some sort of racial format. Who used to talk like this, but they would be put into prison. Where? What, what's the crime? There is no crime. You can be a bigot and not commit a crime. You can be a big you can be a bigoted black person, white person, Asian person, Hispanic person. It's not a crime. It may be wrong and it is wrong, but it's not a crime. If you do not support Ukraine, you do not support uh, you, well flat out. If you don't support Ukraine, you are not treasonous and it has nothing to do with the United States. What about all the people who didn't support the Vietnam War? They weren't all they weren't all charged with treason. We're only talking about 40, 50 years ago. They weren't all char- charged with treason. So it makes absolutely no sense. Bullets and bombs taking them for us? Absolutely not. Let's go to the next one. I want to stay on target here. Greg Price video. Notice who is actually sponsoring the Oscars. Play it for me. BioNTech and Pfizer are proud sponsors of the Oscars. This year, back at the Dolby. There you go. And by the way, none of this, folks, none of this is coincidence. There is no coincidence involved. These people are bought and paid for. It may not be directly. They'll be like, show us, you know, show us the lines of cash. It may not be direct, but Pfizer has bought and paid for. If you look at every Sunday morning show, even even the even the evening six o'clock news, national news, it's all basically bought and paid for by Pfizer and BioNTech, which is the same company. BioNTech is just the German wing of Pfizer. Interesting tweet right here from Justin Justin Hart. Rumor is Pfizer, who sponsored the Oscars, needed a big moment around alopecia. That's Jada Pinkett Smith's condition, why she she had to shave her head. Because they have a drug coming to market. Now, there's lots of people who think this is real. I'm leading towards the whole Chris Rock, real Will Smith thing being staged. I lean that. I don't have any proof. And by the way, either do you. We don't know. We don't know for sure, but I lean towards it being staged. Here is evidence of it being staged. Rumor is Pfizer, who sponsored the Oscars, needed a big moment around alopecia because they have a drug coming to market. So so the slap was staged. If I hadn't witnessed the absolute corruption of the pharma industry in the past two years, I think this was ridiculous. But now, excellent point, and we'll find out if it's true or not. Benny video, how can we collapse our ratings lower and get even more people to hate us? Amy Schumer, play it for me. We're gonna have a great night uh, tonight, and for you people in Florida, we're gonna have a gay night. Gay, gay, gay. And see, we all need to think about all of this whenever we buy tickets from, uh, uh, you know, for movies with specific actors in it. We need to be doing that. Listen, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I still watch entertainment. I still, I don't watch much in the way of movies, but I will watch a movie. But we need to be holding these people to account. It is time. If that means that we, it's just like, I don't, I, I, I was for forever a Washington Redskins fan. I repeat, Washington Redskins fan. For forever, I will not acknowledge their new name. And plus, I forgot what it was, Commanders or something stupid like that. Can't remember. But anyway, 
I was for forever. And I live right here in, in, in Inglewood, Florida, so I would never see Redskin games. So my only way to watch the Redskin game was through the NFL Sunday ticket. I was a devout Washington Redskins fan. But when they came out against the police, when they came out against the military via Colin Kaepernick, I cut my ticket. We called up and we ended watching that. And I, and I, haven't, re- I haven't watched an NFL game in totality in three years. And I and all and I haven't watched the Super Bowl in three years, and I'm I'm even being a little bit gracious. I don't think I've watched a quarter of a football game in the last three years. I know I didn't watch any football over the last two years, any NFL football, and if I watched any college football, it was maybe for thirty minutes, because they've all caved. All the universities, the Nick Sabans of the world, all the big big name coaches are all politically correct. They're all involved with gender equity. They're all involved with uh, the systemic racism lie. They're They're all involved with Black Lives Matter. I'm finished. If you watched all of those people on there, you know, people like think Denzel Washington's a conservative. No, no, no. He's in there just clapping away, clapping away. He may put out an occasional tweet that tickles the ears of conservatives. That's just, a, that's just to sell tickets to his latest movie. Now here is the full uncensored video of what happened between, so profanity alert, the full uncensored video of what happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Play it for me. Oh, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice one, okay. I'm out here, Uh uh-oh, Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out. All right, so let's look at whether or not this is real. Let's, let's pay attention. Now, first thing I want you everybody to notice is that, is that Will Smith was laughing at the joke. Everybody saw it, right? You saw it on the video. He was at Will Smith laughing at the joke. Everything was fine. Then I guess because he's scared of his wife, which 99.9% of men are, they're scared of their wife. For whatever reason, a woman who has habitually cheated on him for years, and we all know it, who ended up being the one who initiated their now quote-unquote open marriage was all initiated by Jada Pinkett Smith. We all know that. So Will Smith has no problem with his wife sleep, have nu- having numerous sexual partners. However, he has a problem with somebody calling his wife G.I. Jane or just referencing, you know, you're in the next G.I. Jane movie because she has alopecia and in sympathy for the alopecia. However, does that justify going up and smacking someone in the face if it was real, especially after you yourself laughed at the joke? noticeably and it wasn't even a short little and by the way it wasn't a smile it wasn't a short little chuckle 
It was a full laugh at the joke. So let's break this down. This is a meme, meme Mar uh, video. It's basically more of a, of a, put on the big screen for you guys so people can see it. Let's just look. Now, if you look at it, Chris Rock grimacing. I'm reading off the, off the description for the video. Chris Rock grimacing for what he knows is coming. His hand barely grazed him. Will Smith, if you look at his hand, watch. It barely touches him, barely touches him. Um, actors, especially action actors like Will Smith, know how to pull a punch or slap. This was staged. Go to the next one for me, the pick. Yep, put it out. There you go. Perfect. So if you look, now if I was, if, if you were, if, if, if I was somebody who wasn't expecting to be slapped, would you actually put your hands behind your back and lean into it? If anybody is ever coming towards you, do you ever put your hands behind your back, smile and lean into them if it's not staged? There you have it. Eye contact, point of contact, sissy smack, weak, thro weak throw, no attempt to block, neck tucked, bracing for contact he actually i believe shuffled his right foot slightly back so that he could brace for contact is this real i don't think it is everybody can have their own opinion i don't think it's i don't think it's real these people are all acting speaking of this here's will smith by the way who got the award for best actor in his betrayal of for uh, in king richard for serena and uh uh, I can't remember who's the Serena and I can't remember the other girl. Uh, Venus, Venus and Serena Williams' dad, Richard Williams. Venus has been out for a while, but he portrayed their father in the movie. So remember, these people are actors. That's who they are. They're, they're actors, they're phonies. All they've ever done is portray the lives of other people or lives that were made up in the mind of some artist somewhere, some producer, some director. Here's Will Smith after getting his award. Play it for me. Um, I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, this is a beautiful moment, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me. It's about being able to shine light on all of the people, Tim and, and Trevor and Zach and Sanaya and Demi and Ingenue and the entire cast and crew of King Richard. Back to me, enough is enough. So, the, and my producer Aaron just said, I just, you know, he's seen him cry just like that in movies. Okay, and, and there's been some movies that Will Smith has done that I've liked. Don't get me wrong. However, I'm just saying that I believe it's staged, and my son actually doesn't believe it's staged, and, and there, you know, there's no way to prove it. However, considering how, who these people are and considering this next slide, you can put it up side by side or on the screen. There are Oscars evaporating ratings. If you look at the ratings over, look at 2020 to 2021. Now, they were up last night for the first time in all of these years. They've had a steady decline basically from 2014. But even before that, they've been declining long before that. So they've had a major decline over the last 25 years. And we're at their world's lowest last year. So lo and behold, this event happens, right? Out of nowhere, it just happens. Nobody's hurt. Now, if somebody had insulted your wife to that level, would you go up and slap them? 
Or would you go up and punch them? I mean, who goes up and slaps a man in the face? I mean, now, now Chris Rock walks away. He's got all of his teeth. He's fully conscious. The show can go on. And lo and behold, their ratings went up 56% last night. Isn't that strange? Why was that? I didn't even know the Oscars was on. I knew earlier in the day it was on, completely forgot. And I was going through Twitter. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw the video come out. And I'm like, interesting. I still didn't turn to the Oscars because I didn't know. I showed my wife. I'm like, is this real? So it, was, it turned out to be real. It actually happened at the Oscars. Whether it's a real event, nobody knows. We need to know Chris Rock and Will Smith are friends and even close friends at that. There's numerous pictures of the three of them together. So could this all be sage? In my opinion, it is. We will never know unless somebody comes out and confesses. All right, let's move on to real stuff now. Chuck Cholesterol tweet. Breaking report, Pentagon confirms Kremlin has rejected <laughs> multiple calls from General Mark Milley and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Isn't this amazing? This has never happened in the history of the United States where our calls are rejected. Now we have to add Russia because these are two intermediaries for Donald Trump, the, De the Secretary of Defense and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are calling Vladimir Putin and they're telling him, no, these are intermediaries for Joe Biden. There's no, there's no way to cover that in any other way. There's no way to cover that up. It is basically Joe Biden calling the Kremlin and the Kremlin refusing to take the call, which harkens me back to Trevor Noah. Play it for me. There is no denying that Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just like ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as president wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'll be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here, we're here, hello? Too late, Ahmed, you made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. All right, so see, it would never happen with Donald Trump, ever. And I listen, Trevor Noah's horrible. He's got horrible political opinions most of the time, but he actually hit that one on the money. If I get to it, to it later in the show, I've actually got another one where he hits it on the money. When they get it right, I'll use them. You know, why not? He hit that one absolutely out of the park. He's right. They never would have ignored. Can you imagine Vladimir Putin ignoring Donald Trump's calls? That would never happen. Perhaps it's because when you've got Mark Milley at a congressional hearing saying, you know what, I want to understand white rage and I'm white. Maybe that makes Vladimir Putin, who hates all of that stuff. Vladimir Putin is anti-transgenderism, anti-gender equity, anti you know gay rights in the military whatever it may be anti putting women in forward positions all of that maybe you look weak to vladimir putin and now he won't take your calls here's a glenn greenwald video you have to give the u.s corporate media credit where it's due they are 100 correct that the u.s faces a grave problem of disinformation they're always trying to keep you off they you know facebook's always banning me because of the disinformation i put out but this video shows who really puts out the disinformation play it for me incriminating evidence allegedly found on a laptop belonging to biden <laughs> some 
sort of Russian disinformation campaign effort. One eternity later. Biden emails finally authenticated according to the New York Times. Yeah. It's, it's rewind, rewind time. It's a lie. Altered or fake. Unverified emails. The story did not quite land due to the lack of verification. Let's be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Well, because it can't be verified. I don't even want to report no, this. Well, this is the one of the well, most powerful no, families in Washington. Liz, I'm a journalist. Okay, I would love if you guys about... would start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. It's we a journalist Contrary. For all we know, these emails are made up. Not really stories, just pure distractions. No serious journalist should fall for it. It's a journalist's job to, to, to find out if this is verified. The bottom line is we cannot confirm the story. Experts say the emails cannot be authenticated. The mainstream media is not reporting on this story because we can't authenticate this material. Um, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop material is genuine. 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 This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. It just lacks credibility. The fact that it appeared in the New York Post, the only place low enough to put this orphan story in print. Obvious disinformation. It is so obviously a Russian operation. So obviously disinformation. So obviously a Russian plot. Tell me why it's so obviously a Russian plot to you. This is uh, just classic textbook Soviet-Russian tradecraft at work. Right, exactly. And this is classic, very classic uh, Russian disinformation tactic. Your classic disinformation campaign. We shouldn't look at it as anything other than a Russian disinformation operation. Operation. Known Kremlin disinformation. Russians would be my number one guess. Obviously, Russia. Russian disinformation operation. Russian disinformation. Pushing Russian disinformation. It does bear the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation. Hunter Biden's laptop looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. Is that laptop yours? I don't know. I, I truly... That you don't know. The serious answer is that I truly do not know the answer to that. Did you leave a, a laptop with a repairman not in Wilmington? So the, the, why I link those videos together, maybe looking back, to, they look like I'm going back to the beginning of the show, is because if you, were, if you were Vladimir Putin, would you take Biden's calls when basically Biden's minions in the mainstream media are endlessly saying that you are responsible, that Vladimir Putin is responsible for his son's computer, for his son's laptop with child porn? with pictures of himself naked with hookers, with himself smoking crack, with his international deals, namely with Ukraine, and you're blaming that all on Russia? Would you take his calls? So now we have to add Russia to a, the long list of countries that will not take our president's calls. That's where we're at right now. That, that is why Joe Biden should never be in office. And you're like, oh, here goes Tom again. That's right, it has to come. It comes every podcast. This is why you don't strap masks on your face. That's why you don't sit there and pretend a 99.9% survival virus is the bubonic plague. Because you end up, when you sow lies and deception, you end up with liars and deceivers in office, Christians and COVID-caving pastors who took millions of dollars of PPP money under false premises. What do you mean by false premises? Because you know and you knew that COVID-19 was an extremely survival virus that you were purposely acting like it was the bubonic plague. You were acting like it had a 0.1% survival rate, not death rate. 
And, and every, all these pastors now, Christian leaders and conservatives, oh, I hate Biden. I can't believe where we are where we are. We are where we are because if you ever put a mask on, you're at fault. And I'm not talking about if you were forced to, to go to work. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you bought in. You were worried about what people would think if you didn't have a mask on. Or maybe you were just concerned about COVID. You still have caused Joe Biden to be in office. When you put that mask on, you locked down, you vaxxed, you pushed others to vax and lock down. You elected Joe Biden. You can be as mad at him as you want, but just understand that he is your president unless you have come out and said those vaunted three words. I was wrong. Forever masking, forever vaxxing, forever locking down, forever social distancing, forever quarantining. This is why we have the mess that we have. Speaking of mess, let's go on with some more Ukraine stuff here. This is from The Five speaking about Biden's sanctions. Play it for me. Biden embarrassing himself on the world stage while trying to show NATO is united against Russia. Biden in Poland today visiting U.S. troops and refugees. That comes after the commander-in-chief directly contradicted what his own administration has been saying for weeks about sanctions deterring Russia. Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. You believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. You, you're, you're playing a game with me. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. We do see them as having a deterrent impact. See, whenever you buy in the lies, you end up with liars. So Biden goes up there and just bold-faced lies. I never said the sanctions were going to deter anybody. I never said that was the purpose of the, of the sanctions. But then all of his intermediaries come out and, and, well, come out before he said all of that and said they were all, that the sanctions were meant to deter. It's bold-faced lies. Speaking of those sanctions, put up the next slide for me from Richard Medhurst. Visa and MasterCard pulled out of Russia. China saw the opportunity, came in, and linked its union pay to Russia's Mir system. Now Caracas is in talks to link Mir to Venezuela. The West shooting itself in the foot again. So the sanctions have done what? Absolutely nothing. They've done nothing, so what's the point of doing them? And who has actually bought into these sanctions? You can side-by-side side that one. Here it is. The, 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 the parts of the world in yellow are those who are sanctioning Russia. The parts of the world in gray are those who are not sanctioning Russia. So the only people that are winning are in the gray. You're like, Tom, you saying you're for Putin. No, I'm, and I'm not for Zelensky any more than I was in the Iraq-Iran war for Saddam Hussein versus the Ayatollah Khomeini. I was not for either one of them. Zelensky is a world economic young global leader. He is a dictator. He is not a benevolent president. He is a dictator who has locked down 11 political parties. The only one he didn't lock down was the Nazi party. That's who these people are. Now, Vladimir Putin is an evil dictator. Zelensky is an evil dictator. Therefore, I'm not going to take sides in that battle. We shouldn't be sanctioning Russia. What's the point? What's the point? And again, it's just so funny how all of this focuses on Ukraine, isn't it? With the Biden family, the Kerry family, the Pelosi family, 
others that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, very much involved in business in Ukraine. And all of this happens in Ukraine. It's all a distraction from Hunter's laptop. It's all a distraction from all the vaccine adverse effects and deaths that are coming out. It's just funny how it all works out, isn't it? Here's a Biden montage. You guys can run these right in a row. I just wanted to cover, and I know some of it's just kind of old news, but it, you know, it's, it's recent old news of Biden. And I don't know why in the world, anybody, whoever his, hand, his handlers are, Barack Obama, Susan Rice, and Rod Klain. We know that. Why they decided to ship the walking cucumber over to Ukraine is beyond me. Why would you ever send him over there? Listen to these comments. Play it for me. The fact that you have so many, so many Ukrainians seeking refuge in, the, in this, in this uh, country of Poland. We understand that because we have in our southern border thousands of people a day, literally, not figuratively, trying to get into the United States. But we- um, I still want to get back to your original words that he cannot remain in power. Can you help us understand you have more foreign policy experience than any president who has ever held this office? Whether those are your personal feelings or your feelings as president, do you understand why people would believe you as someone commanding one of the largest nuclear arsenals in the world, saying someone cannot remain in power is a statement of U.S. policy? And also, are you concerned about propaganda use of those remarks by the Russians? No and no. Tell me why. You have so much experience. You are the leader of this country. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. Number one. Number two. What have I been talking about all since this all began? The only war that's worse than one intended is one that's unintended. The last thing I want to do is engage in a land war or a nuclear war with Russia. That's not part of it. I was expressing my outrage at the behavior of this man. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And it's more an aspiration than anything. He shouldn't be in power. There's no, I mean, people like this shouldn't be ruling countries, but they do. The fact they do, but doesn't mean I can't. Um, I still want to get back to your original words that he cannot remain in power. Can you help us understand you have more foreign policy experience than any president who has ever held this office? We're done, NBC. Thank you, Mr. President. Do you believe what you said? Thank you, sir. Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? Well, yes, three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is, I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man, just, just brutality of half the children in Ukraine. I just come from being with those families. And, uh, and so, uh, but I want to make it clear, I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the more outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. Personal feelings, sir. Your personal feelings? My, my personal feelings. Secondly, you asked me about, uh, well, what was the second part? Does it complicate the diplomacy of this moment? No, I don't think it does. You know, uh, the the fact is that we're in a situation where uh, um, what complicates the situation at the moment is the uh, the escalatory efforts of Putin to uh, continue to engage in carnage, the kind of behavior that... uh, 
that makes the whole world say, my God, what is this man doing? That's what complicates things a great deal. And uh, um, but I, I don't think it complicates it at all. Mr. President, let me go. For God's sake, this man cannot remain. The White House trying to make clear in the aftermath, or making very clear in the aftermath, he was not, in fact, calling for regime change. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people, standing stand in the middle of front of a damn tank. White House officials are telling us that President Biden does not intend to send U.S. troops into Ukraine. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would trigger a response in kind. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance. So much experience. You are the leader of this country. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody would believe that. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple of days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We were talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind? It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. There's really no commentary on all that. It's just all bold-faced lies. He says that he doesn't say things, and then what he does is when he's confronted on him, he just changes the story. I mean, he said he actually said, when you get to Ukraine, you're going to see women standing in front of tanks, which, by the way, I haven't seen any of that video footage yet. I have seen Russian soldiers, I mean, correction, Ukrainian soldiers with Russian POWs and the Ukrainian soldiers shooting the Russian soldiers in the legs after they're prisoners of war. I have seen that. I have not seen yet Biden's portrayal of female bravery in the Ukraine of women standing in front of tanks. I haven't seen that. But also, and my producer said, my producer Aaron said this right between when we were watching the videos, he said, you know, that absolutely proves that's what he meant. So where would you see a Ukrainian woman in Poland, standing in front of a Russian tank. See, the man is a bold-faced liar. Yes, he is impaired. By the way, he does not have dementia. He is impaired because of brain aneurysm surgeries that he's had. He's not really impaired by dementia, but he is impaired, and he should not be the president of the United States. Now, here's an interesting video. This is from Donaldo Trumpo. Notice the difference between how our military treats Joe Biden versus how our military treated Donald Trump. Play it for me. Uh, 
That's why you don't allow a fraudulent election via COVID to allow Joe Biden to be elected as president. That's why you don't do it. Aaron Ginn tweet, terrifying, terrifying that Biden needs this much help just to talk to the friendly media. Look at what he is actually having to use these cards. These are not, div- I, could, I could go to that press conference right now. And I'm not saying I know anything, but I could go to that press conference right now and answer all those questions off the top of my head. Why can't he? Why did we never see Donald Trump with cheat cards in his hand at a press conference? Why? Why? And it's kind of funny, too, because the questions are already on them. So did the media already let the, the, the via like Donna, uh, Donna Brazil moment for in the in the in the debates? Did they were, were the questions Submit it to the media and make sure, hey, media, make sure that you ask these questions. I don't know. But look at, you can see the card there. Is that as big as I got it? No, I can see it on this side. This is what it, this out reads if you can't read it out there. The top one, Tough Putin Q&A Talking Points. That's the title of the card that the President of the United States is holding in his hand at a press conference. If you weren't, here's the number one, if you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? And it gives two bullet-pointed answers right underneath it. I was expressing to some moral outrage I felt towards actions of the man. I was not articulating change in policy. He can't remember that on his own? Number two, Macron said he, he has used these. I can't really read what it says. No, NATO has never been. Oh, it was questioning about the unity of NATO. And then at the bottom, he has, he has to have that outline for him to answer that question about Macron. No, NATO has never been more united. He can't remember. NATO has never been more united than it is right now, although that's an absolute bold-faced lie. NATO has never been more of an international joke than it is right now. Ian Miles Chong tweet, what's the deal? with the Nazi patches. This is a Ukrainian soldier. These are the patches on his uniform. Run through those for me. Here's number one. Okay, go, there you can see them on his chest. There, they, there's the close-up. Nazi sold, not, that's a Nazi patch to the left. Right there, you can see that's what it is. What is the deal with that? Why is it that Zelensky has barred 11, 11 political parties except for the actual Nazi party. Why is it? Why is that? Well, that can't be, Tom, because he's Jewish. It doesn't matter. There was Jewish collaborators in, in World War II. Obviously, one of them is George Soros. So a Jewish person can be a Nazi collaborator. Collaborator doesn't exonerate them for life. Why is it that he's banned like the Life Party in his, in his country, which is absolutely anti-Russian, why is it that he's consolidated all media outlets into one governmental TV channel? And then everybody's supposed to dive in, hook, line, and sinker, and say, you know what, I, I, we're going to go fight for democracy? What democracy are you fighting for? We, we know that you're not fighting for a democracy in Russia. We got that. So everybody says you're fighting for a democracy in the Ukraine. What democracy? They have one TV channel. All of their political opposition's been locked up. 
He, he has shut down long before this invasion. Zelensky was shutting down opposition media. He had closed three, three national TV channels because they dared speak out against him. This was long before Russia massed troops on the Ukraine border. This man is evil. He is a world economic form actor. He's worth a billion dollars. How is he worth a billion dollars? Where did that money come from? Zelensky's an actor. That's all he was. He used to play at the role of the president of Ukraine on a, on a dramatic series on TV or movies in the Ukraine. That's, that's what he did. Now, how did, how did he become a billionaire? I mean, I'd like to know that, right? I mean, I'd like to know. So here's the footage of the, and none of this can be true. I don't claim any of this is 100% accurate. I'm just saying this is what we're seeing coming out of the Ukraine. We'll have to judge it. There'll have to be some, although, you know what? Who judges it? Who judges whether anything's right or wrong anymore? Who knows? You just have to take, because if it's called disinformation or misinformation by Facebook, by the White House, by the CIA, by the FBI, we know they're lying. So who knows when it comes to these videos, we'll just run these right in a row, guys. If, if we may cut them short and go run one right to the next. But here's the videos, the violence, violence warning for everybody out there. The videos of, of Ukrainian soldiers, the ones who are shooting people, who are POWs, are Ukrainians. Play it for me. So that's what we have. So we're supposed to go and fight for that democracy. We're supposed to buy hook, line, and sinker into the righteousness of Volodymyr Zelensky and the Ukrainian army and the Ukrainian government. I think not, since they are the fourth most corrupt country on the planet. Now, this video right here that I'm going to show you is from Adam Townsend. It says, why is Don Lemon in Ukraine wearing a, mi a mission to Mars Kevlar combat helmet, flak vest, and a neon bumper sticker? <laughs> Which is true. So I, my thing, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, what war zone is this? I mean, does this even seem like a war? Play it for me. Yeah. Well, we arrived here just a short time ago, and John, we were in the same place where you were when those air raid uh, sirens went off uh, just about an hour ago, and you know they've been going off. Um, hadn't been going off that, that much the past couple of days, but we got one today. And this is a, a, a right near the city, about a 10-minute drive from where we are from downtown. Apparently, according to the mayor, the, the, he believes that is a Russian military strike on this facility. They, they said that uh, the air raid sirens went off and then there were three strikes that hit this facility. It is a fuel storage facility. Here is the tricky thing. There are some tanks here and they are filled with diesel and other kinds of fuel. Uh, one of them they believe that it hasn't exploded yet, so they're keeping us uh, back uh, away from as safely as we, we can be away from uh, the scene here. But 
you see the smoke and the flames billowing out of this facility. Now, the, the facility that was hit last week was in the west, I believe. This is in the north. So, I mean, there's nothing really too much to say about that video, except, yeah, throw that side by side, Aaron, can you? Oh, you can't? Just put it up there. This is odd, though. I mean, why does the firefighter's outfit, why does his, why does his uniform say Edmonton on there? I mean, and I was talking back and forth with, with Aaron here about it, and I'm like, I'm saying, well, you know, it could have been donated or whatever, and he's like, in English? <laughs> so I'm like, it's true. I mean, why would, there, why would there be somebody wearing an Edmonton uniform for the Ukraine for a Ukraine firefighting outfit, why why would why would they be why would they have an Edmonton on the back? And it just didn't seem like a war zone. I mean, what kind of war zone is that casual? You know, you just have to. It makes you just question everything. I don't have any any insight into that video. I have no intel into that video. But it's just awfully strange. You just casually sit there and cover a fire that allegedly was caused by enemy artillery fire. It's just kind of odd, isn't it? It just makes you question the whole thing. Is it every night that somehow Volodymyr Zelensky, who allegedly has had all of his communications bombed out, is able to do international broadcasts into the, Ukra- into the Canadian Parliament, into the United States Congress? It's just, I mean, how is it that when his communications are elim- eliminated, he's still able to communicate? I mean, is it every night that maybe him and Vlad- Vladimir Putin are talking to one another since they're both actors for the World Economic Forum? I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying all of this is very, very strange. It's very strange. And it comes out at a very odd time as the globalists are losing their stranglehold on the world via COVID as all the vaccination numbers are coming out and people are actually starting to realize, you know what, this is a 99.9% survival virus and where are all the bodies? You know, know, allegedly all these people are dying when there's 8 billion people on the earth and they claim that 6 million people have died of COVID all the while starving to death, 400 million people, 100 million abortions, all within the the two years of 15 days to flatten the curve, 100 million abortions, 400 million people starved to death. So you have half a billion people who died of the, or 400 million people that died of the response to COVID, of which we add on thousands every day who are dropping dead from the vaccine. It's just this all very, very strange that lo and behold, the Ukraine comes along right at the right moment when both, both presidents or prime ministers, whatever their titles are for Russia, and Ukraine are both members of the World Economic Forum. Vladimir Putin, a young global leader for the World Economic Forum. So let's look into this. Wittgenstein video, Alex Jones, play it for me. As clear as the nose on my face or, you know, the ears on your head or the, you know, the toe on your foot, that this is happening. And we knew where this was going because they always said they would do this. And we war-gamed out, you know, how are they going to get away with taking over the world's economy and then crashing it to consolidate power and control, destroy any middle classes, get rid of the Renaissance, and starve and kill at least 7 million people in their official numbers. Like how the hell is the UN and the Biological Diversity Assessment System and the World Bank and the IMF and the International Bank of Settlements and the Club of Rome and the Davos Group and the CFR or the Trilateral Commission, and all of them have the official policy of carrying out global government for depopulation. How are they going to build a global system 
and then implement its policies that cause the collapse and then not go to prison or not get in trouble by the nation states and the populations when they figure out they're the ones that have done all this. And it's simple. They create a cascade of crises that they manage and they control. And right as you figure out they're behind the last crises, they've already launched the next crises and so on and so forth. Exactly. So how do you not end up in some sort of United Nations prison for trying to kill off the world's population, which is what, which is, what is happening right now? How do you end, end up not in some sort of globalist prison? You have what Alex Jones says, a cascade of crises. And that's exactly what we see. George, you have COVID and COVID starts to wane. Then you have George Floyd. Then they put COVID back in. That starts to wane. Then you have the vaccines. And now you have Ukraine. One, one giant cascade or one crisis after another in the form of cascading crises. Wittgenstein video, Dr. Robert Malone, play it for me. He would never meet with the truckers, but they were sitting there in his capital city honking, raising a ruckus, being peaceful, by the way, which you all are doing too. Thank you. But he wanted to exert his authority. So what did he do? He went to the big trigger. He pushed the button and he said, anybody that's involved in supporting these truckers, we're going to shut down your bank account. Okay? We're going to shut down your bank account. Now, what happened? Let, what, again, think this through with me. You may not realize what happened. Okay? What happened was that the Canadian banking system has been seen as a refuge, a safe refuge for money, particularly money from China. Because if you're a Chinese billionaire, you're at risk because of the social credit system of the CCP saying, we don't like you anymore, you're saying the wrong thing, you're doing the wrong thing, we're going to declare you to corrupt, and you're going to get all your money taken away. That's the way it works under the CCP. It's the way, by the way, they want it to work under digital currency if the WEF gets numbers for all of us. That's the world they want to live in. They want to have the power that the Central Communist Party of China has. Justin Trudeau wanted to have that power. And he pulled that trigger before he should have. And what happened? People that were using the Canadian financial system as a safe harbor for their big money suddenly said, uh-oh, not so safe anymore. And they started getting out of Dodge. Okay? They pulled, they pulled, started pulling their cash out, and suddenly the big banks like TD in Canada were facing a liquidity crisis. And they are the ones that pulled the trigger on Justin Trudeau. Okay? But now the rest of the world knows that Canada is no longer a safe harbor for their money. The Canadian banking system is not safe. Justin Trudeau will pull the rug out from under you if he doesn't like you. So Justin Trudeau pulled the trigger too fast. Remember, Justin Trudeau, devout, I mean devout, World Economic Forum, young global leader, 
half of his cabinet, World Economic Forum, said by Klaus Schwab himself, he pulled the trigger too soon. This is like, just like Pastor Rodney Howard Brown has been saying. We've got some years to go yet. This is not the end. We need to hold the line. We need to occupy until Jesus comes back. We need to win these battles. Justin Trudeau actually pulled the trigger too fast. He tried to institute China's social credit system right in the midst of the whole vaccine mandate freedom convoy controversy he tried to pull the he did he pulled the trigger he was banning people's bank accounts he banned he banned people's access to their bank accounts but the problem is the world wasn't quite ready because we are in the beginnings of sorrows we're not we're not at the time of the antichrist we're at the beginnings of sorrows which will usher in the antichrist in the church of jesus christ international must repent humble themselves and become what god the warrior the lion of judah that god has called them to be like that's what we're supposed to be doing but justin trudeau pulled the trigger too fast and the international monetary community said you know what our money is not safe in canada we're getting the heck out of dodge because we don't want him to do that to us if we say the wrong thing like the truckers did at the political at the at the freedom convoy by the way arthur Pulaski's being released out of prison tomorrow i believe it's in the late morning he'll be released out of prison he was in prison for mischief for conducting a church service amongst the freedom convoy members so so justin trudeau on the banking side as well as all of his totalitarian antics but on the banking side he pulled the trigger too fast because we can still and we are turning this thing around joe joe allen tweet they want to track here's what's really happening now this is what it's been about from day one covid caving pastors covid caving christians you're like no no we don't we're not that way now but have you ever said that you were wrong covid caving pastor have you ever said i was wrong because if you didn't then your church still thinks it's right to lock down when anthony fauci tells you to lock down because this is what it's been about from day one. And didn't you know it was a 99.9% survival virus? It took me five minutes. I'm no Rhodes Scholar. I was a police officer for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. And I've been pastoring, pastoring basically for most of that career. And now for the last four years, pastoring right here at Foundation Church for 17 years. Overlapping with 13 years of law enforcement. I knew, I knew simply just reading 99.9% survival virus. Uh, you don't need to wash your hands 50 times a day with alcohol gel, especially when it's not transmitted through contact, dum-dums. So you shouldn't have alcohol gel stations at your church for a virus that is not spread through contact. It's, you just act in logic. But instead, you sit there and you act like things are real that are not. Like Leah Billy Thomas being a female. Oh, we're against that. Yeah, but you did the exact same thing with COVID by sitting there and acting like something very survivable was very deadly. It was never very deadly. It doesn't mean that people don't die, but you never acted like that for the flu and the flu kills 30 to 80,000 Americans per year. So you, you know, don't you see the hypocritical, nonsensical nature of your response? Don't you see it? And why have you not said, I was wrong in front of your congregation? COVID caving pastors, why? or Christian leaders in front of the masses of people that you lead in whatever format you lead them in? Why have you never said I was wrong? I saw one Christian leader talking about it. Now he's got this mega anti-COVID platform 
And he was propagating that this was like the Passover. And I'm not allowed to mention names right now. The Lord has constrained me on mentioning names, although boy do I want to, because people come up to me and throw his name down all the time as some sort of major stander against COVID. He was talking about it, it was, it was like the Passover, and we're all supposed to lock down and allow COVID to pass over. How stupid can you get? What has it been about from day one, and why couldn't you see it? It's been about Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, from day one. Now, I don't, I don't want to hear, well, we took a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple, couple months to figure out what it was. That's not a biblical response. Where does the Bible say, take a couple weeks, take a couple months, take a couple years, and figure out what it is? No, you stand in the word of God now. Whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loosed. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. All you got to do is say, Lord, keep that virus off me. In Jesus' name, it's done. Why was that not your response? And why are you, now that you know what the Bible says, and now that you see the proliferation of vaccine passports, which, goodness gracious, are the greasing of the skids for the mark of the beast proliferating throughout the globe, why have you as a Christian not said, I was wrong? Why? Why would you not? This has been what it's been about from day one. Great timing, you guys. They want to track the vaxxed, with quantum dot tattoos. Who's heavily involved with quantum dot tattoo technology? Of course, Bill and Melinda Gates. Now leave this up for me. Bill and Melinda Gates, who funded tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which owns and operates the Wuhan Institute of Virology, sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, tens of millions of dollars specifically also to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Bill and Melinda Gates and Gavi MasterCard are heavily involved in the production of quantum dot tattoo technology. Heavily involved with it, with the production of it, with making it happen, with bringing it to fruition. Who are they? Particles for Humanity. That is the name of a company. Particles for Humanity. This is not right-wing conspiracy. Pull up Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Gavi MasterCard, Quantum Dot Tattoo Technology. Pull it up. It's not right-wing conspiracy. Klaus Schwab's all into this. They want to merge the biological with the mechanical. That's what they want to do. They want a technocracy. Particles for Humanity and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They want to track the vaxxed with quantum dot tattoos. Like many dark experiments, it starts in the third world because social justice. Then it, it, it has. You can pull up quantum dot tattoos. And there's many experiments that have been done in African countries. Just like Billy Gates is responsible for 496 cases of paralysis, 496,000 cases, uh, I, I repeat, 496K, thousand cases in India from his polio vaccinations. Also, and you can still find this on the World Health Organization's website where they had to publicly apologize for sterilizing agents being found in the polio vaccines. So, uh, so Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist? That Bill Gates, who says he wants to lower the Earth's populations via a TED Talk, said, said himself, you can pull that up very easily on YouTube. For some reason, it's still up. And by the way, let me say hi to all the YouTube people. We've been banned for so long. Aaron decided just to, since we have a strike to give for once, 
My church has been banned off YouTube. Foundation Church has been banned off of YouTube for life, but I personally have only been banned off of it for periods of time because of the strikes and Aaron manages the account so that we don't get stricken off of it forever in case somehow YouTube may be sold or changes or whatever. We want to keep the option open, but welcome those of you on YouTube. Everybody on Rumble, make sure that you share. I love you guys just as much on YouTube as I do the people on Rumble, but they won't let you share on Facebook. Trust me, you hit share, try it. I do that on Facebook. Make sure that you friend me, friend Foundation Church, because we're not allowed to invite you either because they shadow ban us and try to limit our reach at all times. That's what it's all about. So this is it. This is what it's been about from day one. They want to mark you distance you and control you he causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead joe rogan who is a world-renowned atheist acknowledged this verse on his podcast he actually had to say man this sounds like the mark of the beast uh yeah he causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name that's what it's been about from day one. And how as a Christian do you not preach that on Sunday morning when you see that nobody in the European Union, Australia, Spain, Canada, Israel, New York City, no one can buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR-coded mark of the beast on their phone, their vaccine, their vaccine passport. And yet you're still pretending like that stinking, smelling, feces-covered elephant is not in the room. That elephant being, you never should have locked down. You never should have closed. You never should have taken, taken PPP money. You never should have turned yourself into a vaccine pimp and whore. You never should have turned your church into a vaccine temple. You might want to say, I was wrong. Because your church probably won't exist much longer if you don't. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to abide in a place that does not preach the word of God. And they don't preach it in the name of Jesus. That's why you have Psalm 138 too, which says, I have magna he has magnified his word above all his name. Because anybody can make up anything under the name. But you cannot make up anything under the word. Because the word is the word forever, O Lord. Your word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119.89. All right, let's go to the next one. Where are we at? Election wizard? All right, here we go. Now, here's Biden. Now, you guys, we can montage these together. I want you to hear the similarities. How many of you know, most of you know that are watching this, Build Back Better had nothing to do with that coming out of the brain synapses of Joe Biden. That was a Klaus Schwab three-letter, uh, whatever your motto, whatever you want to call it, or campaign motto. It came from him. But listen to how Joe Biden is connected with the World Economic Forum. Play it for me. This crisis also presents an opportunity. It's a catalyst, a catalyst that will drive the investments we need to double down on our clean energy goals and accelerate progress toward our net zero emissions future. That's what the second part of this initiative is all about. The United States and the European Union are going to work together to take concrete measures to reduce dependence on natural gas period and to help this pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset this is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty inequality and climate change case we have no alternative because otherwise unless we take the action necessary and we build uh, again, in a greener and more sustainable and more inclusive way, 
then we will end up having more and more pandemics and more and more disasters from ever, ever accelerating global warming and climate change. So this is the one moment, as, uh, as you've all been saying, when we have to, 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 to make uh, as much progress as we can. It's a very pertinent question to ask, how do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. To build back better than before. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better my plan to build back better uh start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to to build back in a positive way i have launched a booklet called build back better britain after coronavirus it's about building this country back better growing conspiracy following it it is called the great reset unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Build back better. All elements of the great reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. It's a big effort to, some would say, to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. Conspiracy, conspiracy. Conspiracy. So you have World Economic Forum actors who funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Anthony Fauci via P uh, Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance. There's one vein. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all of this millions of dollars. There's another vein. The CCP and the PLA, there's another vein. All, all actually came together. So leftists, globalists, all of which are associated with and members of the World Economic Forum created the virus. They actually created the virus. And that has killed thousands or millions of people, depending on what you believe. But it, it has killed numerous people. And then they create the solution to the virus, now, which is the vaccines, which lo and behold are tied to all economic procedures. So if you don't have, if you don't have the vaccine, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel. That's the intent. Do Have we lost? We have not lost. This is the beginnings of sorrows. We can send the pendulum back in our own direction and start winning this thing. And we are, in some ways, already winning this thing. They have been pulling back their mandates, even their vaccine mandates, their mask mandates, but all the while keeping their emergency powers because they want to keep their hand on the lever that when they sense the political tide is available for them to make their next trigger pull, they're going to do it. The reinstitute Austria, Austria pulled back all their mandates, lasted about a month, and now they've reinstituted all of them because they're having an Omicron surge among the vaccinated. Everybody in hospitals right now on a statistical basis is fully vaccinated. 80%, 80, it's somewhere up to 80%.
of hospitalizations are fully vaxxed. That's fully, that's fully proven. Bureau of Statistics, Scotland. Bureau of Statistics, England. Bureau of Statistics, Israel. Bureau of Statistics, well, it's not just now that. That's not, that's not correct. Australia is just, if you look at the statistics they put out at their press briefings, 80 to, 9, 80 to 90% of their COVID deaths fully vaccinated. Really, 90%. I've never heard a press briefing yet in Australia where it wasn't at least 90% of their COVID deaths were fully vaccinated or partially vaccinated people. But this has been the point from day one is to get, it's never been about your health, COVID cavers, it, alcohol gel washers, vaccinated. It's never been about that. It's been about getting the globalists. It'll start maybe with the Democratic Party maybe with the United States, and then spread from one country to the next. It's already happened in Australia and Canada. To get the government into your phone and then the government into your body, that, what it, that has been what it has been about from day one. If you can't see it, you're totally blind. Now, the World Economic Forum, one of their great things that they love to pimp and whore is climate change. So let's look at this pic. From Dinesh D'Souza, the oceans are rising, the World Economic Forum says, and will soon swallow up your coastal areas, the World Economic Forum says. So notorious World Economic Forum members, Nancy Pelosi, Bill Gates, and Barack Obama all build their houses on the water. Barack Obama has two mansions on the water, one in Martha's Vineyard and one in Hawaii, both worth umpteen millions and millions of dollars. They all build on the water. And Al Gore said that all this pictured right here would be underwater somewhere around 2009 because he said in 2009 new york city would be underwater so i'm assuming these coastal areas would long since have been underwater long before 2009 it's the same thing it's the same lies systemic racism used to usher in totalitarianism systemic racism they'll say well you've got to have this just came out today about the nfl the nfl from now on it has now been mandated that you have to have a minority mandated on your offensive staff and it includes women so you have to have a minority or a woman no matter what on your offensive staff now the government well it's the nfl right now but what the plan would be is for the government to come in and mandate and the government has already done those things with certain racial quotas and things like that, that they institute. So the government can get involved in your business in, in all sorts of ways, your business, in your body, your business, literally, your business personally, whatever it may be. That has been the plan from day one. Not day two, not two weeks to flatten the curve because now we're over two years into 15 days to flatten the curve. And you're wondering, see, here's the thing. When you go to the Ukraine, it's awfully strange Again, we got Hunter's involvement, the Biden's involvement, the Kerry's involvement. Oh yeah, I forgot about this one earlier. Mitt Romney's involvement. All with umpteen millions of dollars involved with Ukraine. That's funny how that all works out. And then it's funny how it works out that you have the World Economic Forum who wants to usher in the mark of the beast. And lo and behold, Ukraine is a leader, a leader in biometric technology in trying to institute a social credit system. If you look at this Wittgenstein video, so Zelensky's Ukraine wartime assistance is dependent on people's ID being digitized and their vaccine status. 
play it for me? It's your help, today more than ever. I call on all Ukrainians. The war was a shock for all of us. Many have lost their jobs, homes, savings, but stayed to defend Ukraine. Today the state will stand by you. On behalf of the President of Ukraine, from next week an updated program of e-support will begin to work. Under this program, every employee, every individual entrepreneur who lost his job during the war will receive 6,500 hymnes. The program will work by analogy with payments with vaccination. That is, with the help of the DIA application, the Ministry of Digital Transformation will provide the details how exactly to apply for assistance. But this is for now. In the future, each of you must start working for the good of Ukraine and our victory. I am grateful to everyone who has helped our heroic army in one way or another. See, it's awfully, people ought to stand up and take notice, namely Christians who are supposed to know Revelation 13, 16 through 18. When you have an office of digital trans transformation inside the Ukraine, that's not me talking. That's not our, uh, Alex Jones talking. That's not Rodney Howard Brown talking. That is right there, the Ukrainian government talking about, they have a secretary of digital transformation. That's not good, folks. And, that, that, and lo and behold, everything is happening with Ukraine. I can't put all, I can't tie this all together yet. But I will, and you will too. Now, it's funny here. Alex, Alexi Aurora tweet. Fertilizer prices, lo and behold, the largest private farmland owner in America is who, and everybody has just answered Bill Gates. Also, the Chinese, the CCP, the PLA, are also buying up huge swaths of agricultural lands, farmland in the United States. Russia is, I believe, I can't remember the exact amount that we get from Russia. At least a quarter of our fertilizer comes from Russia, which will spike the prices up again because obviously we're going to have to sanction Russia again, really put it to put the screws to Russia, even though everything that we don't get, India will take. The, the gas that we don't take, India will take. India's got a billion people living, no problem. If we don't, if they, India doesn't take it, China will take it. Remember the map I showed you earlier? Most of the world is not sanctioning Russia. There's not one country in South America that's sanctioning Russia. I don't think there's one country in Africa that's sanctioning Russia. There's, there, Pakistan's not, India's not, these are all nuclear powers. They're not, they're not sanctioning Russia. See, again, lo and behold, it just happens to work out for the World Economic Forum who wants to quantum dot tattoo you, control you, mark you, distance you, make you submissive to them, control you. Lo and behold, the war happens to ha happen in a place where the United States gets a large amount of fertilizer from. And by the way, without fertilizer, you get nothing. There's no corn. There's no wheat. There's no soybeans. There's no any of those things. Nothing. And, and numerous other things too, obviously. So here's the, here it is. The fertilizer price is 1993 to present. Put the graph up for me. There you go. I just want you to see it. <laughs> look, at, look at where we're at now. That little white mark is where we're at now. Top right-hand corner. That's where, we're, but you know, it's all about your health. Just like it's all about battling for democracy in Ukraine. Aaron just put up 1.3 billion comes from Russia or, or, uh, or fertilized. $1.3 billion of our fertilizer in the United States used every year comes from Russia. All right, the Hill tweet, another, of course, World Economic Forum actor, Bill Gates, the largest private farmland owner in America. Rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef. Now, I will tell you this. 
He can take all synthetic beef, beef, he can glump it into a giant rectangular pile and shove that rectangularly up his own caboose. We need, listen, I'm telling you right now, we must stand. This is what they want to do. And it's coming out of the World Economic Forum. I put together just a little montage here of Justin Trudeau's latest, latest moves. Now he went off to go speak at the European Union Parliament. Here's how he was received from the right side of the parliament. Play it for me. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. I will now give the floor to Ms. Christine Anderson for her point. Thank you. Based on Article 195, out that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. Bring it back to me. So he, now here's why she felt that way. True North video, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland freezing everybody's accounts. Make sure you play it from the very beginning. Play it for me. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions, and accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts. So I just wanted you to see that. Their accounts will be frozen, have been frozen. Now they've relinquished all of this now because they were forced into relinquishing it all because many, including the Chinese, were pulling all of their money out of Canada because nobody trusted Canada not to freeze their account if they said the wrong thing at any moment. That, that's, that's why they received the ire 
of Christine Anderson over at the European Parliament. That's why, that, exactly right there. And what's so funny about it is that you have Trudeau prancing about the globe right now talking about threats to democracy. This is a man where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in his country without a forced vaccination. This is a man who stands for, you must show your papers. This is a man who stands for the government seizing your money because you do not have the proper political view, views which he called, I can't remember the terminology that he used, but he that he called unacceptable views. He seizes your bank accounts and he defines that as democracy. And if you attack his version of democracy, somehow you're attacking democracy, which is exactly what the democratic left does in our country when they ban you off of media platforms and try to seize your bank accounts, won't offer you a loan. Mike Lindell had his banking totally removed from his life. His banks totally removed themselves from his life because of his political views, and these people call themselves purveyors of democracy. I had to bring this up, Aaron found this pic for me. Bill Gates wants you to follow his plan of nutrition. Okay, I don't know about you, but I am never looking to have moops. I really do not desire to have his synthetic beef moopy body. Not at all, not in any way, shape, or form. No, thank you. Here's Trudeau actually speaking in front of the European Parliament. <laughs> that's the truth. Nobody was there. That, that, that's how trust Justin Trudeau is, is being received around the world. Of course, there's sycophants that love him. Of course, he's always welcome in Davos, but at the European Parliament, not so much. Here's what's actually happening in Canada, where they're actually saying this Trudeau's Minister of, Tra Trudeau's Minister of Transport gives no end date for when the government plans to remove medical segregation vaccine passport. Here, it, we're working, this is what he says, we're working together with scientists. That's what they always say, right? Play it for me. Since the pandemic started, only 1% of all cases in COVID-19 in Canada have been related to travel, yet it has been portrayed and perceived as an unsafe thing to do. To put this into perspective, 2021 was supposed to be a year of recovery, but we have reached only 13% of the total number of international visitors compared to 2019. And 2021 was worse than 2020. When will the health minister tell his colleagues to fully open the border and remove federal vaccine mandates? The Honourable Minister of Transport. Speaker, COVID-19 has, has had a devastating impact on the industry, undoubtedly, and I want to stand here and thank all those who work in the aviation sector, all those who work in the tourism sector, who stepped up and cared for each other and did the right thing, got vaccinated, followed public health advice. Everybody knows that COVID-19 has been unpredictable. We're working. Did the right thing and got vaccinated. Let's look into that real quick here. This is from Aaron Elizabeth video. I'm going to show you this montage of videos. Is it really the healthy thing to get vaccinated? Play it for me. Hvor vi har brug for vaccinerne, og hvor valget... Hvor vi har brug for vaccinerne, og hvor valget... 
I don't mean to brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID, clearly Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. So really, it's the healthy thing to do to take the, vac- to take the vaccination. Rodney Howard Brown tweet. Normal, R&B singer Keith Martin dead at 55. We've never seen this before. All you libtards occasionally that are watching this show, don't bother sending us all your messages that this happens all the time. It does not happen all the time. How many newscasters have you seen pass out on the air? And we've seen how many over the last the last one year of vaccinations of the two years of 15 days to flatten the curve passing out athletes all over the globe in world record numbers it is now being documented that's why you have the cover-up operation in ukraine because it's all being documented now the numbers are being calculated it is not normal for a 55 year old man just to drop dead it's just not that way machiavelli uh, machiavelli video play it for me just meaning if there's a rise in just death across the board in every nation that is going to be really hard to, to to hide and of course we've reported on this insurance company indiana life insurance ceo says deaths are up 40 percent among people age 18 to 64 stories all over this country about it. huge huge numbers insurance groups sees death rates up to 40 percent over pre-pandemic levels. Insurance executives says death rates among working age people up 40 percent and a rise in non-COVID-19 death hits life insurers. And then we told you about the story out of Germany. In Germany, the biggest uh, life insurance company in Germany decided to look at all the ICD codes. uh, What were they paying for in hospitals amongst their insured? And what they found this alarming rate of paying for you know, services dealing with vaccine injury. Um, and we reported that story, more vaccine side effects than previously known. And this CEO put it out to the nation saying, we're being lied to by the government. Andreas Schaffbeck, this is the guy. Well, guess what? Guess what happens when you tell the truth, when you decide you want to, you know, let people know what's going on. This is just this week, German insurance company fires CEO who released COVID vaccine injury data, then scrubs all of their data from the website. They don't leave the data up and say, oh, he got it wrong. Let us tell you how to read it. They said, you're not allowed to look at it. Obviously, something's up. Here's a couple of quotes from this article. Schaffbeck, who noticed an unexpected jump in vaccine-related health insurance claims in February, notified the Paul Ehrlich Institute, the German equivalent of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that BKK billing data indicated the PEI was underreporting adverse events to COVID vaccines. Look at this. According to Schofbach's letter, data from 10.9 million people were analyzed. According to physician billing data, 216,695 were treated for a vaccine adverse event during the first 2.5 quarters of 2021. Figures extrapolated over an entire year for a population of 83 million people, meaning if this percentage lasts across our entire country that got vaccinated, this means that there's going to be 2.5 to 3 million people likely receiving treatment for an adverse event. Four to five percent of vaccinated people receive treatment for an AE based on these numbers. Those are catastrophic and giant numbers. This is 
a holocaust and it has just begun the vaccine adverse effects last well they manifest not last they could last for forever one they manifest in one to seven years we are only really we are barely one year in we're not even one year in because in january and february of last year 2021 hardly anybody was vaccinated in march of 2021 hardly anybody was vaccinated we're not even a year in and the numbers are coming out and if you're a ceo of an insurance company and you reveal the true numbers of what people see right you have doctors right now they know when people come in with myocarditis pericarditis they know it's vaccine related and they're not saying it because they're all so invested in it in many ways both monetarily and just with their own reputations and nobody wants to ever say that they were wrong same thing with covid caving pastors so when when you come out and you're an you're an insurance company ceo and you start to reveal the actual numbers your butt gets fired because you can't the company just can't we can't be wrong about this you were wrong and they're gonna pay regardless they're gonna pay because people are filing insurance claims and this is not i I showed you before from edward Edward dowd former blackrock executive he's putting out insurance information from the united states it's 40 percent increases in basically every category if you look at the ethical skeptic follow him on twitter him or her i don't know follow him on twitter if you look at the exponential death rates of excess anomalous deaths happening in the united states you're looking at an excess death rate in 2021 in comparison to 2020 of 298,000 people. What's the difference between the two between the two years? Same thing in the United States military with the DOD Thomas Rents lawsuit. Exponential increases of two to three hundred percent or more in all physical infirmity categories. All be, all in 2021 exponent. We have heart attacks go up three hundred percent in one year in comparison from 2021 to 2020. It's the vaccinations and you have idiots like that guy who looked like a member of the Hobbit family on the Canadian parliament floor saying everybody did the right thing and they were all out there taking the vaccinations. Really? Rodney Howard Brown tweet? Normal again. Belgian cyclist uh, Cedric Beckland dies age 28 following a heart attack in Mallorca. Now listen, I am a fervent until COVID hit and I couldn't take all the bicyclists wearing their masks as well as all the fans who weren't allowed to come anywhere near them. I was a bicycle racing fan, Tour de France namely. This has never happened before, folks, never. They're like, oh, it happened back in 1970. Listen, statistically speaking, this stuff has never happened before and it's covering it up. Ukraine is all, Ukraine COVID 2.0 is all about covering this up. All right, go to the next one for me. Truth Justice video, urgent public news. Peter McAuliffe, play it for me. He's an internist, a cardiologist, and trained in the epidemiology. He has testified in front of the U.S. Senate, as I mentioned, regarding the COVID-19 response. And we're honored to have you here today to present on the four pillars of pandemic response. Doctor, thank you. As we sit here today, my estimates are 95% of Americans who have died of COVID-19, and we're approaching nearly a million of these poor souls, and tens of millions of hospitalizations could have been avoided with a comprehensive early treatment approach. So as we sit here today, if the topic of discussion is childhood vaccination, it is clear based on publications of representative data that the risks far outweigh any potential benefits of vaccinating children. And the data are clear. And in the last few weeks now, reports have come in 
one from Connecticut with oversight from the pathology from the University of Michigan and from the University of Minnesota on two teenage boys who died on days three and four after the Pfizer vaccine, and the parents were horrified to find the children dead at home. Autopsies were performed, and the conclusion was crystal clear. The vaccines caused the death with massive heart inflammation and evidence of superimposed catecholamine injury on the heart. Fatal reports have come in from Choi and from Verma, Choi in Korea, Verma from Washington University in St. Louis. It is clear that a vaccine is being pushed, is being encouraged and mandating that in fact results in death of children. Results in death of children. One death is too many. As I've shared with you, in millions of children receiving the, the vaccine, they don't die of COVID-19 respiratory illness, but in fact, they die of the vaccine. It's my viewpoint as a physician and as a public citizen that all vaccine mandates should immediately be dropped and all current vaccines be pulled from the market and undergo a very intensive review on safety and efficacy and figure out where the vaccine program has gone wrong. Those are my comments. Thank you. So there we go. Now, Dr. McAuliffe needs to take one final leap and stop espousing the CDC bold-faced lie that almost a million Americans have died of COVID. That's not accurate. People who have died exclusively of COVID, no comorbidities, not in stage four uh, lung cancer in hospitals, and they swipe their cheek and they, with a PCR test and they come back positive for COVID and the person dies two days later of lung cancer marked out as a COVID death. All of those things, as well as the change in how they did death certificates, which I won't go over tonight, which lo and behold happened. They, they went from, you know, from, for 17 straight years, 17 straight years, 2003 to 2020, the exact same way. And lo and behold, changed how they registered deaths in 2020 in respect to COVID. There's not been a million people that have died of COVID in the United States. That's bold-faced lies. Even, even the excess mortality only shows an increase of 300,000. So what is Dr. McAuliffe talking about? Take the final leap, Peter, and stop espousing. He, a lot of these doctors, they, even, they want to hold on. And I love McAuliffe and I love Dr. Malone. They want to hold on to the remnants of what they consider to be you know, their medical heritage, that, that there was some honesty in their medical heritage. The CDC is gone. The FDA is gone. They are owned by globalist leftists. The CDC is a vaccine whore company. That's all that it is. So you don't quote VD, uh, CDC statistics that are inaccurate. Actually, between 40 and 60,000 Americans have actually died of COVID, which and there's zero flu deaths, basically, 1,100 flu deaths. So lo and behold, it's the exact same amount of people have died of the flu. That's the truth. Now they're showing a 300,000 excess death count, but even per year, it's like 200,000 one year, 200,000 next year, something like that. None of that, even, even those excess deaths that the CDC is putting out adds up to their million. So it's all lies. So these guys need to quit espousing that. Most even conservative pundits always start off their COVID commentaries with, yeah, it was a pandemic and 700,000 Americans, 800,000 Americans have died of COVID. That's not true. It's not remotely true. If you look at the CDC website, exclusively died of COVID. If it, was, if it was the bubonic plague, the bubonic plague needed no help. When you got the bubonic plague, you died of the bubonic plague. When you get COVID, you basically have to be obese, 80, and have six comorbidities to die of COVID. That's the truth. 
The average age of COVID death is 79. The average age of death in America is 77. So it's not possible that a million extra people died of COVID. It's not true at all. Rise Melbourne tweet, just showing you that the vaccine is not the way to continue living on the planet. uh, Albany, Victoria, 200 people a day. That's in one province, one province in Australia a day presenting with chest pain and strokes nothing to see here surely just another coincidence startling rise in cardiac arrest go to the next one for me machiavelli uh video naomi wolf play it for me i've now personally looked at um i would say a dozen of these and absolutely they require further investigation we've got and we had a meeting last night um uh health fraud insurance investigators we've got retired physicians we've got rns we've got scientists reviewing what the uh cadre and the front lines are are finding so let me give you one example that i know is meaningful 36 children were involved in these trials including a two-month-old baby so is that legal? Is it not legal? I don't know, but I know that it's, the lawyers are looking at it, but I know that it's absolutely relevant for news like, you know, the Florida governor saying we're not going to do this anymore. Um, 36 children were involved in experimental trials, including a barely newborn baby. Uh, another important finding for Mr. Kovac, a thousand percent meaningful. And this is on document 5.3.6. Of the adverse effects they identified post-vaccination, 4.6% of them were COVID. I really want you to let that sink in. Of the adverse events that Pfizer identified in their own internal documents that followed vaccination, 4.6% of the adverse effects were COVID. So I would, I'm not a lawyer, but I would think that goes right to this point that the vaccination do not protect you from getting COVID. Pfizer knew this. And then the CDC. So Pfizer knew. Pfizer knew via their trials that their vaccination does not stop COVID. Go to the next one for me. And lo and behold, just in White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre test positive for COVID. Just like her boss Jen Psaki. Test positive for COVID. Hillary Clinton, positive for COVID. Klaus Schwab, positive for COVID. Barack Obama, positive for COVID. They all knew, Pfizer knew that their vaccine does not stop the transmission or infection of COVID. They've known that from day one. And here's the other side of it, of course, is that probably these people have ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which is another grand plan of the globalist leftists, which is to vaccinate you, which eliminates especially via the boosters, which Anthony Fauci is now pressing for the fourth booster and Pfizer's pressing for the fifth booster. So they they eliminate your, your immune system via the vaccine itself. And then you're very susceptible to a very easily defeated virus, which is COVID. So it proliferates their agenda. They've taken away your immune system, which then enables you to continuously get COVID over and over and over again, which then they can keep saying, well, here's the sixth booster, here's the seventh booster, which continues to eliminate your your immune system. All these people are dying of COVID who are vaccinated. 80% of COVID deaths in the UK, fully vaccinated. 80% of COVID deaths in Scotland, fully vaccinated. They have an honest CDC. We do not. Those are the actual numbers. The CDC right now, currently, right at this very moment, 
is not releasing, is refusing to release release vaccinated hospitalization rates, the hospital hospitalization rates of the vaccinated. They are refusing and noticeably refusing to release the death rates of the vaccinated because they'll come out looking just like the UK and just like Scotland and just like Israel and just like Australia, which all have more honest CDCs than we have. Those are the facts. So it's the perfect insidious plan to keep the cycle going. And as Alex Jones says, to decrease the earth's population. You remove everybody, 2 billion people have taken the vaccination. You remove, you give them all antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. We see the increase in strokes and they have capillary blood clotting. So as if ADE wasn't enough, then you also get capillary blood clotting where you're seeing people who are 20 years old who are a professional soccer player unable to breathe because capillary blood clotting over a period of time will fill up your lungs with blood clots. That's the problem. So it's a perpetuating cycle on purpose. People like the deputy, de, principal, deputy, deputy, whatever her title was from the White House, they're lower-ranking globalists. The lower-ranking globalists will be just as easily and happily killed off by the higher-ranking globalists. They don't care. It's just like Joe Biden when he banned monoclonal therapies from Florida. Many of the people, 66% in one hospital in Miami were fully vaccinated that were denied the monoclonal therapies. Most people needing the monoclonal therapies were fully vaccinated because they don't have an immune system anymore. First, first shot takes away a percentage, second shot takes away another percentage, and the booster finishes off your immune system. That's the facts. And we are seeing a Holocaust unfold right before our very eyes. Jose Gafal tweet, Spain hospitalizations. Remember when policymakers, many doctors responsible for hospital care, and the mainstream media told us that the majority of hospitalized patients were unvaxxed. Remember that pandemic of the unvaxxed? Absolutely not true. And lo and behold, lo and behold, you got the graph? Put the graph up there. There you go. Lo and behold, and this is what I'll finish with. Same as Scotland, 82% in Scotland of COVID hospitalizations are fully vaxxed. 80%, uh, 75% of hospitalizations in the UK, fully vaxxed. 80 to 90% of COVID hospitalizations in Israel, fully vaxxed. 80% of COVID deaths in Australia, fully vaxxed. These people don't have an immune system left. Which in, it, it, Why are all these people who are fully vaxxed in the hospital for the thing they were vaccinated against? Because they don't have an immune system to fight it off and the very people that are removed their immune system tell them to further remove it by getting the booster that is what is happening and therefore then they can come out all the covid totalitarians can say oh look at we have another giant covid wave of course you have a giant covid wave when you have a population of people without an immune system and then you can go you know you can pip and whore more vaccines and get them vaccinated again and whatever minuscule piece of, of their immune system they have left, you can get that removed too. Love you all. This is the truth. Stand in the Bible. Don't stand in some man of God. Stand in the Bible. Whatever the word of God says is true. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. Stand in the word of God. Back here Thursday, 830. Love you all. God bless you. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. 
you know what, you come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never gonna close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.